Do you find yourself wondering how you'll get it all done? Today on our Be Well podcast, we'll talk about time management and organization. to our 11th episode of Be Well. Be Well is a podcast that helps Nicolet College students and staff learn more about all things related to mental health. Our goal is that you learn something you didn't know before and to connect you to resources. Thanks for being with us today. My name is Erica and I'm your host. Our Be Well podcast would be impossible without the partnership between Nicolet College and Transitions Counseling. Through this partnership, enrolled students can receive up to 10 free counseling sessions through Transitions Counseling. I'm thankful today uh, to be joined by Kim, a counselor at Transitions. Kim, thanks for being here today. Yep, Erica. Thanks again, as always. So today we're talking about time management and organization. And where do you think is the best place for us to start this conversation? Well, I think the best place for us to start is not where a lot of people start. And a lot of people start with like, how do I do that? Um, And obviously we want practical strategies, what I call handlebars, you know, to steer this thing around. But I think where we need to start first is how we think about time. And so what I want people to start thinking about is time is currency, which we hear that in the phrase like time is money all the time. But not in this like make money kind of way, but it is a resource to us. It is one of the ways, one of the things that we need to accomplish the things we want to accomplish, to live out the values that, you know, we hold. And so I want people to start thinking about time is currency. And and so that's really good for our left brain people. Is it our left brain people? Yeah, our left brain, you know, they're really like math people. Um, but maybe another way to think about it is space too. I always talk about like space in my time and space in my schedule. Um, so, you know, doing any kind of activity like maybe yoga, you know, you need a certain amount of space to get that done, right? And for me, you know, I'm, I'm going to be topsy and turvy. I need probably more space than other people. Um, I saw this this video that went viral of a lady doing yoga in an airplane seat. If you've seen that one, (laughs) she's doing like a headstand and not even knocking the guy next to her. She needed less space to get that done, but you know, I would need more. (laughs) I would. Yeah. Right. Way more. And And the guy was sleeping too. That was, what was wild about that video. But, um, we need, Time is space too. Time, everything. Think about all the things we need to accomplish. Take a different, different amounts of time. Um, We're obligated to different things for different amounts of time. So I just think it's important to start with money, or I'm sorry, time being currency and being space and being a resource that helps us do the things we want and that are important to us. That you know we're obligated, but also want to be doing. Yeah, I really think it's helpful to start there because, you know, time is constant. Time just goes by. It gets filled with Mm -hmm. whatever we're doing in that moment. So the intentionality that comes with thinking about it as currency or for me, I think the space really resonates well is like, how do I want to fill that space? Yeah. And it's, it's right. Money doesn't grow on trees. Time. There's only so much time in a day, um, that, that it can get filled if we're not conscious about it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really like that way to think about it too. 
So how is time management and organization connected to what we talk about on this show, mental health? Well, I think it's, I think it's huge um, for a lot of reasons. So my family knows I talk about space a lot and, and mental space and time is connected to that because of, um, well, are we living out the, the values and the goals and the things that we want that can make us, you know, feel encouraged or not and um, lead to any number of different mental health things, but also stress. I mean, time management and organization and stuff is so connected to our stress levels. And as we know, stress is kind of the lowest common denominator of mental health. You know, it's either within normal range and life is life and we got to do our stuff or it exceeds our ability to cope and get through and, and get by and not just get by, but then thrive through it. So, um, you know, it's not just a boy scout thing of like staying organized and, and orderly and whatever it is also, um, kind of foundational to keeping mental health stable and, um, and steady and, and ultimately fulfilling. Yeah. You know, you bring up boy scouts, I think of always being prepared and mm-hmm. with time management and organization, like we often don't pay attention to those things or I find I don't pay attention to those things until I am stressed. So, you know, it's, it's almost about being proactive and trying to build the habits outside of those stressful moments um, yeah. before you get to the point where you're like, man, I really need to implement some of these strategies. Because sometimes that just feels like too much when you're already really stressed out. Yeah, I think that, well, and there's a road with two ditches here, right? Like we can go off the, the, the we can fall into the ditch one way where we have no organization at all. And we're just free flowing all the way through life. And, um, and then it catches up with us. Um, and then we can fall off the ditch the other way. And this would probably be my personality type of like hyper control to the rigid routines and schedules. And that can create stress too. So we're always trying to find a balance. But yeah, when we talk about time management and staying organized, the ultimate goal is to reduce stress because you've already kind of got a system in place. You already kind of are ahead of um, things that foreseen things, things that are coming up so that when those unforeseen things come in to play, it doesn't kind of topple us over. Yeah, it goes back to a lot of the things we've talked about. You said it yourself, balance, Mm -hmm. Um, that it's you can live on two extremes, but you need to find the balance that works for you. We're starting a new term soon. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure some of our students or even our staff are thinking about, oh my gosh, how am I going to get all of these things done? Um, especially when there's stressors in our world right now about um, COVID, kids, your kids, if you have them going back to school, possibly ramping up at work. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of advice or strategies would you give our students who may um, need some time management strategies? Yeah, so I'm going to get to the practical stuff in a second, but I'm going to start with um, first filtering. So again, we only have so much time in a day. We only get so much of it. And from the front end, we need to filter what comes into our calendars. Um, There are certain things that are a must and there are certain things that we should not skimp on. I'm probably going to say it again later, but sleep is one of them. Do not skimp on sleep. Um, 
but we need to filter what comes in. And I know that this is a hard thing for a lot of people because saying no to things can be really challenging. But if you don't have the time, if you don't have the money, it's something that we have to figure out how to do. So, um, you know, a couple of ways that I think can make saying no easier or at least giving things second thought when they come in to, you know, our awareness and possibly think about putting that on our, our plate is asking for details. You know, how long is this commitment or thinking about it? How long is it? When is it going to happen? What are some of the peripheral activities? Because you know how you like say yes to one thing and then it turns into like 10 other things, you know, so making sure that you really know what's all involved and can make a, you know, a, a shrewd decision, I guess, about whether you add that into your calendar in the first place. Yeah, I think that's a really, you need to start there because if you don't know what's important, um, everything becomes important or everything becomes an emergency. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I think another way that, because again, I know that saying no is hard for a lot of people. Um, And another way, at least that I've become more comfortable with it over over time is being transparent. There is no need to hold your cards close to you about why you don't want to do this or why you can't do this. And most of the time, people are pretty understanding if you're transparent about what your availability is, like what you're willing to do, what you're able to do what you have the mental space for. So I use that phrase a lot to the mental space for, because there could be a blank spot in your calendar. So yes, you have, you know, the availability in your calendar, but do you have the mental space to take something like that on? And that's important to think about. Um, when we value our time, other people value our time. If we're the people that are always saying yes to everything, everybody's assuming we're just like millionaires when it comes to time. You know, we just got the time because we're saying it all the time, you know? So, um, valuing your time, I I say kind of being, um, being studious about your time, being a protector of your time. That's what I really wanted to say, um, is, is important and it will have ripple effects in how other people respect and value your time. And I'm not saying be Scrooge about it, saying no to everything. Um, you want to value other people's time and you, you know, a lot of people probably care about helping others and saying yes and all these things, but, um, just kind of, Again, valuing what you're willing to do and able to do and have the mental space to do, not just the calendar space. Um, You know, you mentioned that calendar space and having open availability. And one of the things I think is is a challenge. I know for myself, when I was a student, it was a challenge um, is maybe when I'm in a class where I don't have a scheduled meeting time. So I'm in an online class and a class when I have to figure out when I'm going to do it. what kind of information or helpful tips could you give to students in that situation? Um, yeah, I, I was an online student myself, so I know all about that. And, and, and it is it's easier when someone tells sometimes in a lot of ways, it's easier when someone tells you you have to be here at a certain time. And that's that. Um, when it's not that way, I think that this is where it can be different for everyone. You know, for some people, the rhythm and the routine of you setting it like Tuesdays at three, this is what it is. This is what I'm going to do all the time is helpful. Like you just, it's, uh, Kendra Dachi, she is a 
uh, podcaster for the lazy genius. And she says, decide once you decide once so that you don't need to take up the mental space and the brain power and the back and forth of like deciding you decide once when you're going to do that for other people, they need more flexibility within that. And when you got kids and your schedule's ever changing or, you know, various other things that happen, maybe shift work, your, your work schedule changes, then you might have to build in a little bit more flexibility with that. Um, I like to uh, schedule tasks. So we have the to-do list. Oh, the dreaded to-do list, right? You're like, you have it, you end up doing stuff that's not on it just so you can, then you put it on there so you can cross it off. You lose it. Um, you avoid looking at it. It's so rather than making a to-do list, one, one way to think about it too, is to schedule your tasks to, and I, I do this with my phone a lot. If I have to, um, drop something off the post office. I will put a reminder on my phone and schedule like this is when you're going to be reminded to do that or this is when you're going to do that so that it's not just kind of this arbitrary list, but it's actually something that you've got to plan for when to take care of. Um, there's all kinds of different systems, but um, those are just some ideas as far as when you have to be the director of getting things done. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you were talking about the power of saying no. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes there's things in our lives that we can't say no to. You know, if our boss gives us a task Correct. to do at work, if we have class assignments coming up, I mean, we can say no, but then there's consequences to saying no. Um, so, you know, we talked about balance before. Do you have any tips on how to balance the what you can't say no to and, and finding a way to, I guess, integrate the things that you'd like to do with that to help? I'm imagining that helps stress levels as well. Yeah, definitely. So I think generically, we're talking about prioritizing, right? We're talking about like, what has to be done? What can like, what has a deadline? What is a very specific time versus something that can be done anytime? So we're talking about prioritizing. And I really like, I think we talked about this on a different topic before, but I really like the matrix of urgent and important. So you've got four different, you know, boxes then you fill in there's the urgent important that's the top of your list that you have to fit in it's got to be a in pen on the calendar then you've got urgent not important so it is time sensitive perhaps but it's not as important and that might be something that you can kind of weigh is that something i'm going to say yes to or not or um you know things like that then you've got the um not urgent, but important. So that's something that maybe there's a little bit more flexibility. It's not something that needs to be done right at this moment, but it does need to be. So um, it's important in that way. And then there's the not urgent, not important. Those are the things that we just have to say no to, that we just don't have to feel we have to put on our calendar. We don't have to feel guilty about saying no. So that matrix can really help prioritize some of those musts and some, some of those choices. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's overwhelming to think about a graph like that and doing it all alone. Uh, sometimes I think it's really helpful to maybe talk to someone. And like you said earlier, when we we're talking about filtering is to ask for more information. So I think it's important to know you don't have to necessarily do that chart uh, 
Not that you're formally going to sit down and fill it out, but you don't have to go through that process basically alone because it can be really overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Having that other ear to bounce things off of, having that other, you know, that other person to talk about more information, get more information from is certainly helpful. Um, I know that those things sound... um, like doing that formal matrix sounds a little cheesy sometimes, but sometimes it is really helpful just to write it down and see it. Um, and it can serve as that other ear. I mean, it's external, right? It's, it's uh, another person is helping you as a sounding board and bouncing things off. If you don't have that writing that stuff out as you learn those skills, I mean, as you get better and better at it, you, you kind of, that those things happen you know you kind of do filter it through that way um and so it can be another way to to think it through out loud you know with paper i guess versus a person but certainly having another person to do that with is also really beneficial so what other tips would you give our students and staff as they think about time management organization um i love ohio it's an acronym only handle it once So when you think about it and you can do it, just do it (laughs) because, and it goes back to Kendra's decide once, um, when you got to keep that in your head over the course of a day or, you know, hours or when you could just do it right now, because I'm thinking about it, that takes that off of the calendar. Now that takes it off of the to-do list. So only handle it once. Ohio, I love, um, one of the things that's really hard for us as, as humans and has just been shown is that we are terrible at estimating how long something will take us. We are like eternal optimists when it comes to time. And so I like to double it and round up. Like what, however long you think something's going to take you, like double it and round up <laughs> because it's just one of those things that is human nature that we tend to do for sure. Um, what are some others? Work backwards. I work backwards with my time. So if I have an assignment to do and it's due on said date, then I work backwards. Well, I want, I want it to be done two days in advance. I just do in case the printer breaks, you know, and I, I don't, I, I got a tech issue now or, um, my dog eats it, you know, that's, <laughs> silly, but just in case something happens, I want it actually done before that so that I can account for all of those unexpected things. And then, you know, if it's a big project and you're having to break it down, which is another tip, like break these big things down, then you work backwards from there of what you need to do. For me, it's kids and getting out the door and things. If I need to be at a certain place at this time, I'm going to plan to get there a little bit before I, it's this much of a drive. So I have to leave the house at this point. Um, someone's going to be missing a shoe. So I need to be doing like last call. A little. So does that make sense? Like kind of working your time backwards? Definitely. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, the more you practice something like that, probably the more integrated it becomes and inhabit it becomes into just your everyday life. Yeah. Oh, my kids know we have a five minute drill. It's kind of like a play on football with the two minute drill. The two minute drills are like the last two minutes of the game. Like you're, you're flying down the field. <laughs> so we have a five minute, it's five minute drill guys. Like get shoes, get, get everything in. Like we're leaving. Um, and so, yeah, you, you can become part of your routine and you can kind of make it a little bit fun like that. Um, 
there's lots of systems. Okay. So I'm not going to like recommend your phone. Phones are great app, different apps, all this thing. What the, but whatever system it is you use, use it and use it for everything. And that way things don't fall through the tr- the cracks either. You've got one calendar over here and one calendar over here and it's do list over here. Use it and use it for everything so that everything is all in one place. That's another really important thing so that you're not kind of bouncing between different things and then, oh, I didn't check this over here. Add a tag onto that too is also the all in one place. I don't know if you've heard the phrase, everything has a home and everything in its home. That relates more with like organizing our stuff, but the same thing applies. If you're spending 10 minutes looking for your keys, you, you know, that's frustrating. You're, you're increasing your stress as you're trying to get out the door and your fight or flight is going off and you're burning precious time. So, you know, with our stuff too, organizing our stuff saves us time as well, because if those keys have a home and they're in their home, then you're quickly kind of just grabbing that and going. Yeah. And for some of us that are not necessarily organized with things, you know, built, making it really easy to do it and just being intentional about it. You can be organized. I will say that from my perspective, because I like to put things in a lot of random places. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing. It's a good point to bring up Erica, um, knowing yourself, like knowing where you struggle. Are you a procrastinator? Are you kind of scattered? Do you tend to overestimate time? Are you a one last, one last thing person? Like I can get one more thing done, you know, Oh, I got five extra minutes. I can do something. And then it turns into 10 and you're late. Um, you know, so figuring out where you struggle is really important in figuring out what kind of system you need to put in place or what, what one of these strategies might help you, um, know thyself when it comes to, you know, strengths and weaknesses with time and organization. Yeah, that's a really, really great point. Um, anything else you'd want to share with our students and staff about time management and organization? I think just going back to the beginning of, you know, valuing your time it's it's not selfish and it's not lazy um it's it's currency for getting your goals the way that done and and living out your best life the way that you you know want to and live out your values and don't exchange sleep for anything please that is a that is a um a must on the calendar. Don't stay up late to study or, you know, get that extra work thing done. I promise you, you will be more clear headed and um, efficient and productive if you don't exchange that kind of time. And if I recall, Kim, it's seven to nine hours is what is recommended for sleep. Is that right? Yep. It's seven to nine. And if you're chronically under six, uh, there's research that shows you're operating almost intoxicated. Um, so definitely more than six. Don't get under six for too, for too long. But that seven to nine is the best optimal. Great. Well, thank you again, Kim, for being here with us today. Absolutely. As I shared earlier, Nicolay College students can receive free counseling appointments with Transitions Counseling. Appointments are offered at the Nicolay College campus via telehealth, video conferencing, phone, and at the Transition Center in Rhinelander. Please call 715-365-4448 to make an appointment. Thank you again for joining us today. Join us next month as we talk about what we've learned about mental health in this last year. Be well. Be well.